Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Boz Podcast, where you can join us every other Tuesday for interviews with Boz reporters and columnists to learn more about the issues facing Sikhs and Punjabis in the world today. Today's guest is managing editor and co-founder of Boz, Jaskaran Sandhu. He's here to talk about the founding of the platform, its purpose, its editorial process, and how Boz is already making waves since launching six months ago. Just Cut and Sundu, welcome to the Boz podcast. Uh, it's, a, it's a great honor to be the first guest. <laughs> of the podcast that you helped co-found. I'm, um, <laughs> look, I'm dispensable. This is the people's podcast. There you go. Uh, I am irrelevant in this whole grand scheme. <laughs> uh, that's what we like to hear. Uh, <laughs> so we let's uh, learn a little bit about the story of Boz. Um, maybe you can just start real briefly telling us a bit about your own um, history and maybe what leads you into uh, thinking about starting something like Boz. Yeah, I... I... Like to kind of like jokingly say this is fourteen years in the making, fourteen fifteen mm. years in the making. Because I, no, I was about twenty years old um, when my arch nemesis uh, Terry Molesky, uh, <laughs> who who is like a big part of like a, every original story that I'm 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 in. Yeah, uh, we're gonna come back to him in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Because he's coming out with a book. Uh, we might as well <laughs> we might as well promote it. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he did this documentary called uh, Samosa Politics, which really dived into uh, me- like many different stories. But it was kind of it was casting a cloud of suspicion on like sick activism in politics and in, and in the community here in Canada. And, uh, you know, he builds this cost on boogeyman uh, mm. and brings on talking heads like Ojo Dessange and Derek Fattah as like, you know, uh, the voices of authority on the topic of six in Canada. And it was just completely bonkers. Like it was just completely stupid. Um, and I was 20 years old at the time and I felt powerless. I'm like, you know, how do we communicate what we feel? Uh, and in this case, mm. as like a second generation, I, I think, we're, I think it's called second generation, uh, whatever born and raised in Canada, right. uh, the son of immigrants, uh, trying to speak about um, uh, our community's perspective. And there was no outlet for that. I, I, I could write a letter to the ombudsman mm-hmm. at CBC, but it was like, who the hell cares? Like, where is that even going to go? Right. Right. Um, and at the time, it was um, obvious to me uh, that like this is something we need to put our mind around. Mm. You know, fast forward. You know, there's years and years of of dumb shit, uh, and then you. you what know, we what have, time frame are we talking about? This original documentary probably comes out in the early 2000s. This would probably be. Yeah, it would probably be early 2000s. I would say, uh, yeah, 2005-ish, 2004. Um, I'd have to go back and check. I was roughly 20 years old. I'm 35 now. So mm-hmm. it was like roughly 15 years ago. Uh, and, you know, since then, a lot has happened, right? Like tons has happened. Uh, and we've had um, the India trip, uh, which again brought a lot of these negative, like, stereotypes uh, or... Um, and, and and you're talking about uh, the prime minister's trip from Canada. yeah yeah so Trudeau goes to Trudeau goes to India it's his first big trip to India uh, and this is post you know this huge sick cabinet that caucus being mm. elected in uh, and like there's this moment of well, we made it you know the sick right. community is is the community and uh, you know we've really figured this out and we're we're a part of Canada like this was kind of the chatter right. that was happening on the ground right this whole model minority type yes. uh, mindset. Yes. Uh, and as part of this conversation, 
um, you know, obviously India is bothered by this this level of activism and engagement. Uh, they're also bothered by the fact that these Sikh MPs may become very active and vocal on issues that are important to Sikhs at the detriment of, let's say, India's mission, um, the state of India, the Indian governments, mm-hmm. uh, which has you know a long history of maligning Sikh activism abroad. Um, and so uh, Trudeau uh, goes to India for the first time. You know, this is post-Trudeau bragging about having more ministers than Modi from the Sikh community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people saying, you know, Sikhs have found their land in Canada. Like, this is the place. Right. Um, and we, you know, we had a lot of apprehension of, of this trip because we knew what was going to come. Right. There was, mm-hmm. there was a buildup. Uh, you know, Sajjan was being called a Khalistani. There were some papers talking about the Khalistan. The reactivism of Khalistan uh, in in Canada. And again, I'm, I'm being very careful here in saying that Khalistan is not a bad word. Uh, right. Talking about advocating is not a bad thing. Uh, there's no, it should not be treated as a taboo subject, but that's a conversation for a different time. There's sure. people who are, who are much better apt at uh, explaining why. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we have this trip. Uh, it's a disaster, right? I, I won't get into the nitty gritty. It's a disaster. Uh, the Trudeau government is completely unprepared for the onslaught of like the India propaganda machine. Right. Uh, but the Canadian media was also not ready. And, and they didn't understand what they were reporting on. And so they were picking up stories from India and essentially copy-pasting Indian state narratives uh, and see. publishing here. And we saw this wide-scale maligning of the Sikh community. And in February alone, um, you know, over 150, like 200 different media hits that maligned the Sikh community of that year. Mm-hmm. And, and it continued on, right? There was a big echo impact of that as well. And it becomes part of like the written record of sorts. Uh, you know, it's often said that uh, news or, you know, print um, is the first draft of history. And, and and so it really bothered me that like that's the narrative we're going to have. And so, you know, this time I was involved in the World Sick Organization, still am. But at that time, um, you know, we helped launch Ask Canadian Six. So trying to get the Canadian voice, like the Canadian sick voice or the sick global voice into the into the discourse uh, and help provide an important layer of like new nuance, but like just truth uh, to the reporting. Mm. And, and it worked really well. We had meetings at editorial boards. We had meetings with journalists. Uh, and, and we saw, uh, we did see a shift in the type of reporting that happened. And I think that's really manifested itself uh, in the farmers protest reporting from mainstream media, which has been pretty good, actually, all things considered. Um, Maybe let's re- rewind a little bit um, just to kind of really like set the context for why Boz is is a, a unique um, entity and and really why it was needed. I think we've you've made pretty clear that like six didn't really have a a, a voice uh, or six and Punjabi diaspora didn't have a voice in Canadian uh, media that was sort of their own voice that was allowed to, um, really express stories from their own perspective um, for many years, yeah. as, as far as I understand. And I mean, what, why do you do? You, why do you think that is? And 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 then how does that? Um, how does it like? What's the story of of of, of Boz actually manifesting? And you know, folks coming together to say, "Hey, like, let's let's make this thing happen." And what did that look like? What was that experience like? Yeah, so like we identified the issue, um, you know, stemming from Maleski's report uh, in the early 2000s to Ask Canadian Six and Trudeau's trip to India, uh, where we realized, no, this issue is still very live. Um, Mm -hmm. The problems are still very much there about how our community is reported on. Uh, And then the farmers protest where you saw this re-galvanizing of like the 
Punjabi activism and Sikh activism. Like it, mm-hmm. it was very, it was a really wide net was casted um, because of the farmers' protest, uh, which is like why it's such a special moment in history. Mm-hmm. And I think one issue has always been uh, amidst all of this is as far as the diaspora is concerned and like the voices from the diaspora speaking to, let's say, you know, Western media, whether it's the UK, US, Canada, Australia, those are typically, you know, your four large uh, Sikh um, uh, diaspora communities. Mm-hmm. Um, a voice was missing from the community. You know, we have ethnic media, uh, and this is not me deriding ethnic media. I think ethnic sure. media plays a very uh, important role uh, in community dialogue and discourse. Um, but it's very, it's very internal. Uh, but it also it also doesn't provide a platform or space for a lot of voices from our community. And, um, and when you say ethnic media, are you talking about like our kind of sick channel and and those kinds of channels that yeah, have been around like I, for a long time? Yeah, when I when I speak ethnic media, I'm thinking like you know the Jagindabasis of the world, right? Like I'm thinking, uh, sure. I'm thinking Punjabi speaking radio for the most part. I'm thinking IPTV. Uh, see, type right. news, the, you know, news channels for those in Canada, you know, I'm thinking like Vision TV and on the weekend mornings, you would watch these shows um, where it, it was very um, internal facing. It was usually in Punjabi. Um, right. Again, which is important, like all this stuff is critically important. Uh, and we're Absolutely. not here to try to replace that or, or it's not boss like taking a shot at those outlets. Sure. Um, but it, it didn't it doesn't penetrate into the mainstream. Right? It right. doesn't uh, present our story to the external, like outside sick community world as well. Mm. Uh, and it also doesn't platform a lot of voices from our community. You know, the youth mm. voice is often missing. Um, the voice of women are often missing. Mm. Um, and like the perspectives that kind of come from those, uh, those demographics um, are not necessarily the ones being amplified, right? Like mm. it's very uncle driven. Um, right. So, and again, our uncles have hustled. They worked really totally. hard. They built institutions here from nothing while facing like overt in your face racism um, and discrimination. So again, this is, I'm being very careful here because I don't want this to be misconstrued as me taking a shot. Um, right. But there's a gap, right? Like there's a gap mm-hmm. in the storytelling. And what we thought with uh, Boz, and we're trying to figure out, you know, what is, what is, what, what is the problem we're trying to solve? Um, it was that, right? Like how mm-hmm. do we, fix that gap. And, and it's for us to have an internal conversation Conversation still. Um, it's still for us. Uh, we're we're going to be unapologetic about our stories. Uh, we're going to present multiple perspectives, like a diversity of perspectives from our community, because not everyone thinks alike on every issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a homogenous, like single unitary voice, right. um, but we can provide a platform where there's a certain sense of quality of the content. There's a mm-hmm. certain sense of, um, the perspective is going to have some depth to it. And, and that's what, that's what we need to build. And we need to build something that does original reporting. Uh, you know, we have a lot of talk radio esque type content that comes out of our current existing media, mm-hmm. uh, like Punjabi media, uh, but not much in terms of original reporting geared for the like Punjabi Sikh community. Right. And so we identified kind of all these, you know, there's these gaps, uh, in, in our news kind of content, um, as well as opinion. And that's what we went out to solve. And I, I think, the, you know, the final catalyst was the farmers' protest. Like, you, mm-hmm. you had this energy, and it's like either we bottle this energy, we capture it, and we use it to propel something that's going to have, a, like, a long-lasting institution. Um, or we, um, or we, we let it slip and, right. and, and let it be kind of a flash-in-the-pan moment for us. Um, 
and 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 I think that was just like the final. That was the final straw. And after that, it was like, okay, let's get this off the ground. Let's push. Let's let's do this. Uh, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Let's just mm-hmm. get it off the ground. We know what we want to do. We spent, you know, for a lot of us, myself included, we spent a decade over in like grassroots activist spaces across the sick world. Mm-hmm. Like we know our shit. Like we know our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we might as well get going and do this. Uh, so that we can have our again our internal community kind of conversations in a space um, that will platform a lot of voices that are otherwise missing, uh, but that is, ex- is is accessible to let's say folks outside the community to peer sure. in and see these are the real conversations happening here. It's not ultra dosage and Tarek Fatah; right. those guys have no they're, they're irrelevant. It's right. uh, it's folks in our community, and uh, we were, we're almost six months old. We've had published over a hundred different articles between mm-hmm. original reporting and opinions. And we've platformed over 50 different authors uh, within six months. And I think that's telling of like uh, how much um, we captured, I think, um, a a need that was just not being met before. And we've amplified so many voices, many of which are not, they're not necessarily household names, right? Like they're not necessarily people that we would consider thought leaders in the community, but they have really great ideas and really great perspectives. Um, and so like, we're, we're really proud to see how it's manifested over time. I think it's a testament to, um, yeah, just how, how much of a, a gap there was there that you're boosting the voices of 50 50 different, uh, writers and publishing over a hundred articles in six months. It, it's definitely indicative, uh, that there was a lot, a lot to be said in this space and it, it just didn't really have a, didn't really have a home. Um, yeah, look, I, we, we didn't I, know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like exactly. like we, didn't, we didn't know when we launched. That's like, um, I we we put out a call for writers, uh, if I remember correctly, some point in December, mm-hmm. uh, with the thinking we'll launch it mid January, and, mm-hmm. and at that time, uh, you know, we're still putting the pieces together of how we want this thing to shape. Um, but we put out a call to action, and that went viral. Um, I got tons of people reaching back out to me saying, you know, we would love to write for this. Right, and I, mm-hmm. I took their name and their and their information. Uh, we also reached out to people from a wide array, like of the political spectrum. Though you know, mm-hmm. like the, that left-right politics doesn't necessarily fit well with Sikhi. Um, mm-hmm. But we we try to capture people that we saw kind of fall on this political spectrum from right to left. Uh, different, uh, different, uh, there are different milestones within their own you know Sikh journey. Sure. Uh, we we try to grab a really wide array because. We really want to be a home for sick thought, like for people who uh, hail from the Punjabi and Sikh community in the diaspora. But we didn't know. Like, we right. frankly did not know how much we were, content we were going to actually get. How much do people actually want to write? Especially in this age where we like to say, you know, it's all about video and it's all about audio. Right. Um, no one likes writing anymore. Uh, no one watches or reads. No one reads anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I truly didn't believe that. Like, I think people do read, uh, and there's like an archival value to the written word that yes. you can't capture in video and audio. Um, there's a certain ability to search and, right. you know, control F in, yep. in, in the world of written, in the written world. And, you know, we launched with about two weeks worth of content and I didn't know after that, like none right. of us did. Um, now almost six months later, you know, we're, we're constantly getting material from all around the world. Uh, and it's, it's crazy. Like when I think about it, it's just like, man, this is, it's, it just, it goes to show, man. Sometimes you just, you know, you've done enough of the groundwork, foundational work. Right. You just need to go. You just need to launch. 
Uh, and we may have captured the community at, at the right moment, right? Like there's, there's a certain movement within the community now uh, because of the farmers protest. Mm-hmm. There's also a certain maturity, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of folks like myself, um, uh, you know, our parents came and settled uh, in, in, in places like Canada. We're now of like age, right? Like we're now right. uh, folks who are really invested in our community institutions uh, and have the ability to build platforms. And so I, I think we're just right place, right time, to be quite frank. Totally. Well, and right people. I mean, it's it's like y'all were already connected on the in the grassroots. And I think that lent a lot of legitimacy to folks who were looking for um, a, a trustworthy voice in the in the community. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about the the editorial process that you use. I know that you said that you bring in folks from across the political spectrum. Um I am. I know. I mean, we know that that there's been some hairy moments. Um, maybe we can talk. And <laughs> maybe if you if you're open to it, we can talk a little bit about the. I think probably one of the most controversial pieces that you all posted. That was, you know, it was really, um, it was really just talking about polite discourse. Uh, I think was the ultimate goal of of uh, Jeff Tage's article on. Uh, you know, it was a some post online about uh, Gudanonic Dave G being like non-binary or something of the sort. And it created a huge uh, backlash online. And he ends up writing an article that's just saying, you know, look, uh, there's a way we can engage with these things without coming out and attacking each other and being homophobic, et cetera, et cetera. And it created even more of a backlash <laughs> online. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm curious, like, what what was what were you going through kind of through that moment? Do you, you know, do you want to kind of talk about the, the thought process and, and uh, the editorial process regarding that? And, and um, you know, maybe what do you what do you take from uh, articles and, and experiences like that? And, and, and uh, as you move forward? Yeah. Um, how dare you ask me this question? Uh, edit this out. I demand this, this whole question be edited out. Um, no, I think that's, that's a very good question. Um, it, so the editorial process, and I, and I guess uh, it's also a question of media literacy, right? And kind of like understanding um, how this works. Uh, because we, we do try to carry ourselves as a legitimate, you know, media outlet, like a legitimate news site. Um, and uh, the editorial direction is, um, first of all, we, we try not to gatekeep the content that comes out of Boz, right? Like I, I have my personal belief systems, um, you know, our editors have personal belief systems, like everyone who's involved does as well. And uh, they're actually quite diverse and uh, diverse far leftists. Yeah. <laughs> diverse amongst the communist movement. Right. Um, right. You have left and right wing. Yeah. It's the gotcha, Trotsky's gotcha, gotcha, versus gotcha, gotcha. the Stalinites. Okay. And, you know what okay. I mean? Like it, that, that's what I mean by diversity. No, right. it's, uh, and it's a little rich that we have a well-known communist comrade uh, hosting this. Uh, well, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm being purposely uh, hyperbolic there. Yeah, yeah. yeah she Yeah. Uh, so the the um, no. The reality is there is quite a bit of diversity in thought. Like my politics is all over the fucking place, and I think people who uh, who know me uh, they'll often say, "Just go, yeah, great guy." His politics make no sense. Um, and 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 it's uh, you know for me it's like I I see you know your left right politics or you like your mainstream kind of political. Western politics, um, I try my best to see it as like a means to an end for, um, 
you know, the uh, sick rights uh, mm. and, and letting our voice be heard in, inside the systems we have. I, th- that has changed over time. Mm-hmm. Um, like my just my my thought process and my feelings around like elected, like this politics and yeah. that we have and how useful it actually is. Uh, I have my doubts now, and that's maybe that's a conversation for another time. Uh, and we we can talk about that sure. for a very long time. Uh, but your question on editorial process, it's you know we, we don't want to gatekeep. Um, we 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 want to stay true to the mission of being a place of debate and ideas. Uh, and we were very clear about that from day one when we launched um, that we want to be a home for uh, like an arena for um, ideas. And uh, we can either allow everyone exist in their silos and communicate with one another in within their silos. Uh, right. But that doesn't add any growth to the conversation. And so like that mission has always been very, a big, a very big part of what we want to do um, as far as, editorial direction goes uh you know there's there's two different there's two different kind of like areas um there's original reporting so original reporting is kind of like your traditional news reporting um i I think a really good example would be like the work sandeep does for us uh from the ground in india right you know about the farmers protest um you know he's written some controversial stuff too like uh, you know the the articles on united six for example which was Mm. uh which was very heavy hitting and and quite frankly a fairly monumental yeah. uh, level of like accountability reporting but that was very newsy that was very objective um uh, and, and those stories are driven by facts right like they're driven by right. uh, the folks that are providing you input they're driven by quotes right they're driven by sources right. uh it's not necessarily we're baking in our perspective into that right and so that right. original reporting editorial direction um, yes, there is direction insofar as like, these are the stories, these are the themes that are important to us. Like the farmers protest, very important to us. Yeah. Um, what happened to, uh, the six and under, um, after, um, uh, a bunch of them were arrested and we kind of sent down, uh, Sandeep to cover that. That was, mm. that was a very like, uh, thoughtful, concerted effort from the editorial team that we mm. want to tell that story. We're going to send you down to tell it. Right. Um, you know, and there's stories that pop up all the time where we we try to put a magnifying glass to. Now, the issue is also resources. Like, you know, we we don't have enough writers, quite frankly, from our community. Right? Forget mm. about like resources for me as far as like money goes to pay for someone to go fly down somewhere and to write something. Like, we just don't even we don't have many bantic writers in our community mm. um, who kind of want to write about sick issues with um, and, and understand like the nitty grittiness of like the issue. Yeah. Um, but like where where we do have the resource and the ability to cover it, we we do send our people to cover it, and that's kind of an editorial decision on original reporting. Then there's uh then there's opinions. Opinions are like the subjective belief of the author, um, right. and not the belief of Boz. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I know that's difficult uh, for a lot of readers to separate um, because. Again, you know, you shoot the messenger, right? right. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, Boz is the message. Like we're the platform that has, right. um, uh, in a way, legitimizes those opinions, right? And right. I, I know that, and I, I, um, I'm sympathetic to people who come to me and say, "Well, you, you platform this, uh, so therefore, right. you're responsible for what's written." And this is across opinion pieces. I'm not talking about one specific opinion sure. piece uh, where I get this feedback. Um, and uh, as far as opinion goes, yeah, there's a subjective belief 
Uh, we think if someone's writing from a space of good faith, um, you know, we take into consideration if someone's writing from a space where, uh, you know, they, they dwell on this topic, they've thought about it before, you know, they're kind of an expert in the space or there's someone who speaks about it often, you know, that's yeah. really meaningful to us. If it's topical and it's about something that's an important conversation happening at the time, uh, we prioritize that. But we, we're not necessarily coming at this with saying we want opinion pieces only from and again, for lack of be- like better words, you know, from the left of the political spectrum. Right. Um, or we only want the right from the political spectrum. That is not the editorial. Like, that is not part of our decision making. Right. Um, we have an open invitation uh, for folks um, across the sick world to submit pieces for consideration uh, of opinion pieces. Now, I would say most of the time we publish those opinion pieces. Like there's right. very little policing of the content we publish. And other than like, we do put it through an editorial process. We do clean it up. There's a lot of back and forth that happens in editing. Um, but we do not try to strip away the author's point. Now we might ask for clarity. We might ask, can you further define this point that you made here? Yeah. Um, but we don't try to strip away the author's voice in the editing process. And we have like a professional proper editors that, that go through this Um but other than that, like we don't interfere with the content of the piece. Now, you know, there's there's malicious stuff that we, you know, obviously, you know, there's things that don't align with our mission statement of being for the sick and Punjabi diaspora. That uh, you know, we, we'll put everything through that lens. Yeah, um, we don't like opinion. We don't want opinion pieces that punch down at marginalized communities. Mm. Um, you know, we and we don't take opinion pieces that are anonymous. Mm. Uh, very few exceptions have been made. Um, but we don't take anonymous content. Um, you know, you have to put your face and name to it. Um, and like, quite frankly, if you're going to, if you're going to write an opinion piece, you know, have the spine to show who you are, right? Like stand by the words you write. Um, if, if you want to be anonymous and stick to Twitter or, or write on blogs, um, like Boz is not a host for that. Um, we, we we want, because part of the mission too, is also provide an opportunity for folks that are less known, um, you know, to build their own profile, right? Like build a profile as someone who thinks about these issues and is willing to speak and be challenged on it. Um, so like that's kind of the editorial direction from original reporting to opinion. We have introduced something new. Um, we're we're going to start publishing letters, letters to the editor, hmm. um, which I don't think is common amongst a lot of like online portals yeah. uh, like Boz. Um, but we want to provide an outlet for folks who, you know, who don't like something that was in an original report or do not like an opinion piece. Because uh, again, for us, it's not about silencing critique um, or silencing other right. ends of the of the spectrum, um, whatever, whatever that may be. Uh, it is to foster a space for debate. Um, so, like, we, we want to be accessible and transparent about that. I've reached out to folks again across the spectrum. Like, mm-hmm. very consciously, I did this uh, when we launched back in January and in the lead up to the launch in December. Um, but I'll be frank, man, like I would say majority of our content is coming from people uh, that, you know, some would argue are left or are right. center left. Um, and it's not by design, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I, I, I know it's folks just about who, who's creating or who's who's willing to write uh, not anonymous anonymously or uh, yeah. who's who's actually just it, willing to do willing to do the work at that time. And, and, 
it, it's it, it's as simple as that, man. Like, yeah. I, I, I wish I could say, you know, like, no, it's more nefarious than that. And it's just because right. I'm, I, I'm rejecting every single piece that comes from, a, a, it's, again, I, I hate using this, but like from a right bend, uh, right. Like sick thought or whatever the sick world. But that's not it. Uh, the only people that are writing and, and willing to put their name and face on it so that they can be critiqued tend to be people from center left. Uh, mm. And uh, I don't like, like, it's fine. I like it because I like the content and it keeps things going. Um, but it's not, that's not a, what I want this space to be right. necessarily, right? Like, it's, So so are you saying you heard it here first, folks? Uh, Boz needs more right-wing sick writers. Is that the <laughs> message yes. that we're... Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Because I, I want to be able to be, I want to be able to say with confidence that Boz is a place where you're going to get um, a very wide scope of sick thought. Um, and I think a lot of debates that have been generated by opinion pieces are healthy. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, un- there's unhealthy elements to the discourse, uh, sure. which is like, you know, there's there's a lot of like hateful stuff that's been said on a lot of different pieces. Um but I think a, a lot of the like ten thousand feet in the air, um, a lot of the the debate has been helpful in kind of refining like my own thoughts on issues. Totally. Uh, and and I've published stuff that I don't agree with, or I've published mm. stuff uh, where I I think elements of that uh, piece maybe that I don't agree with, mm-hmm. um, or I'll challenge. Um, but again, the point is not for boss to or like the editorial team of boss to play gatekeeper. Like otherwise, we're just back to square one, and we started. We we never solved the issue that we went out to solve. Um, so maybe we can uh, step back a little bit, and you know, we were talking about the article that uh, Jeptage wrote. So maybe you can just walk us through, you know, your recollection of of that story um, and kind of what came out of it and what kind of lessons you might have learned. Yeah, you know, there's. Well, let me, let me step one step back even further from that. Like of the hundred odd articles we've put out, I would say there's been about two or three that have garnered, that have ignited like debate, like large, wide scale debate. Um, and Jupiter is is probably uh, the biggest one. <laughs> um, and, and it was a response into a tweet that someone put out earlier um, that made a comment, um, and I'm paraphrasing, I, I don't remember exactly word for word what it was, but, you know, Guru Nanak Dev Ji uh, was a gender bender and, um, and, and queer uh, is what I think uh, they said. Uh, and it, it was a, you know, a provocative tweet uh, that mm-hmm. resulted in a um, pile on of sorts. Uh, and it, it, it was, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a pretty telling kind of disc, like uh, representation of the discourse that exists right. at times. Uh, in this case, sick Twitter, but like you know, it's it's a good uh, reflective of a, a lot of you know uh, conversations that happen in the sick social media world. Um, and Jupiter then kind of looked at that and and tries to break it down in an opinion piece of uh, you know the issue with a, the provocative tweet and the issue with the pylon and how this is representative of like a larger deterioration of dialogue that happens, um, which pushes people into silos and has them exist in silos away from each other um, rather than using it as an opportunity of learning and engaging um, Mm. and critiquing. Like critiquing is actually a very important element in all of this. Um, But the pylon uh, is just not conducive to actually coming to any some sort of like, you know, grander uh, thought within within the sick world. and so he tries to break that down and, you know, he, he provides his own opinion uh, towards the end of like how he interprets um, 
you know, this, this, the, the definition of, of what gender bender actually means. And then how do you apply How would you apply that uh, to sick thought? Hmm. And again, it's an opinion piece. It's a subjective belief of right. the author, the one individual who wrote it. And uh, it, it ignited a large debate. Um, but then it, it also uh, ignited uh, from some quarters a conversation on on Boz, and then and I right. explain kind of how our editorial process works and and how how it comes down to like publishing a piece like that. Uh, and I made it very clear too, like, look, if you have an issue with this piece, you want to write a rebuttal, we will happily work with you to publish that. Like that, right. our, our, for us, it's not about saying uh, that there's there's no space for dialogue. That that would have been. And uh, that would have gone against the the grain of Jupiter's pieces uh, as well. Like it would have been very hypocritical right. if we did that. Um, but I think that's an example of where um, I think some patience and like uh, the way we we do our dialogue and discourse uh, works well uh, in ensuring that we kind of stick together as a community and uh, and hammer out what will be clear differences of opinion on stuff. And, it, and yeah. this is all over the place. This is just one specific issue. Like this is one vertical along a very wide and long horizontal. Sure. Uh, and there's a hundred different issues that garner the same type of response. Um, I joke about it because I'm part of like this email chain that goes back and forth amongst like 50 different uncles mm-hmm. uh, around what sick calendar we need to use. Uh-huh. And, and, and the quality of the debate and the discourse is as nasty as it is on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but, but, my, but my point being is uh, either we can go back to our silos and just say the other side's stupid right. You may be right. The other side may be stupid, but I don't know. Um, but we won't know until we start having that conversation with one another. Uh, and kind of going back to this whole question of like, what's Boz's mission is to be a home and place for ideas and debates within the Sikh community as far as opinion pieces go. Now, the original reporting is something completely different and confusing the two is uh, is is incorrect because uh, they're, they're serving two different purposes and, and they're done by two different uh, arms of you know, the boss universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also why we have this podcast. All right. Uh, right. Our, our hope is to kind of use this podcast as like our flagship podcast, hopefully one of many different types that we put out mm-hmm. um, where we have in-depth conversations with authors uh, and with contributors uh, and, and especially authors of pieces that may have gone viral because uh, we've had sure. a lot of those. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about some of the, some of the successes and some of the things that you're proud of uh, that Boz has been able to help uh, facilitate so far? Yeah, look, it's been crazy. If you told me, you know, six, seven months ago, we would have had, you know, a bunch of breaking news and scoops and, and we would be setting the, the agenda on like debates within the sick world. I would say you're crazy. Right. Um, but then all of a sudden I get, you know, SGPC like liking stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the farmer unions sharing things and um, major writers in like India media sharing our stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at this, I'm like, man, we're just a bunch of random kids in Brampton. You know what I mean? Like we're right. random kids in Surrey and like Yuba city and freaking like London, like just like, a bunch of random Brown kids mm-hmm. um, who are like, you know, street fighters, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, writing intellectual discourse. And it's like, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me. And uh, we've had some really amazing writers contribute to us. Um, you know, Ravi Singh wrote one of the first pieces we published. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harsho Alia, who's a really well-respected uh, you know, thought leader and scholar uh, in her world you know, put out a piece yeah. for us, uh, which was, you know, really well read. We have, um, you know, Tractor to Twitter wrote for us. We've, um, we broke a story that got a liberal MP removed from caucus in Canada. Yeah. Uh, we've, um, we have some great 
opinions and original reporting done by guys like Sandeep Singh and Amin Bali and Jazz Obroy, uh, which have gone viral in, within India and has set, helped mm-hmm. set the agenda within India. Um, there, there's a lot. There's a lot here that we've done um, that I, I think proves the concept, right? Like it proves the value of an outlet like this because uh, it didn't exist before. Um, Peel District School Board had an issue. Uh, so that's the largest, one of the largest school boards here in Canada uh, on the farmers protest had issues of like the Indian lobby machine trying to get them to remove farmers protest content. We, wow. we broke a story uh, and, it, and they backed off, right? Wow. Uh, yeah. We've um, in Australia on the Kirpan accommodation issue, you know, mainstream media there wrote a story about the Muslim community saying, denouncing the Kirpan. Um, we were like, well, this deserves a little more uh, investigation because I know yeah. in Canada, like Canada media would quote sound like Tarek Fatah and say the Muslim community hates sex. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. like, not not every single person is actually a spokesperson for their community. So maybe yeah. this this is this deserves a little more investigation because uh, we were upset by those comments as well uh, sure. by, from the Muslim community. And lo and behold, uh, the Muslim community, as a result of that story, issues a new a new release and it kills the whole media cycle that was going to be devoted to um, another minority. A religious community in Australia siding right. with the state and right. denouncing the Kirpan. And folks from Australia reached out to us saying, you guys have no idea how powerful that story was. Mm. And that was a product of Sukhmeet Singh. We've had original reporting from Jyoti Kaur on the Indianapolis shooting, for example, that humanized mm-hmm. the story in such a way. Um, and, and a piece that went viral again, uh, but it added that kind of sick human face to it all. You know, Monica Kaur here has done great pieces. Manreet Kaur in UK uh, and we're really proud of all that. And, and I yeah. think that is what actually what we are. You know, and it's true, you know, out of the 100 plus stories, one, two will, you know, cause <laughs> a bit of a shitstorm. Uh, yeah. And, and that's fine. Like, and, and sometimes, and I'll, I'll be clear too, like, we're not infallible. Like, we will make mistakes too. Um, uh, we may put out stuff that, you know, and uh, we have to go back and clarify something. Sure. Um, like, you know, those issues will come. Uh, but we see ourselves as a, as an institution of the community. Like for us, this is, this is a seva. We're all doing this as volunteers. Um, yeah. And you know, whatever subscribers we do have goes right back into Boz into mm-hmm. pointing out more stories. And um, you know, we, we, we want to be accessible to the community and, and um, take, we take input from the community very seriously. Uh, so uh, our, our success is, is also a product of the community and we've been given so much love uh, and it's blown me out away. Uh, because again, when we started, you know, back in January, we didn't know, we didn't know what a yeah. month out was going to look like. Um, and so it succeeded all expectations. Well, it's, it's, uh, been, I would, I would say it's a resounding success. Um, and it's a wonderful platform to check in on as a, somebody with very much middling Punjabi, uh, skills, <laughs> having an English language, uh, news source on the diaspora and on Punjab and on what's going on with six in India has been a total godsend for me. Um, I love sharing these articles with members of, you know, obviously the community that I grew up in, in 3HO, uh, a lot of folks are not Punjabi speakers, but when, you know, when they are aware of what's going on in the broader community, they care. Um, and so that's been a, that's been a cool thing to help bridge, I think, you know, in whatever small way, some of the gap that might be, uh, between those communities as well. Yeah. So, like, you know, just like, I kind of like a final thought on that. It's, I see it all the time. Cause you know, we'll get tagged into like 
disputes, whether on Instagram um, or like Twitter. <laughs> and by the way, Instagram, Twitter, um, the, our subscribers to email, they're three different audiences and three completely different human beings. Right. <laughs> like completely different human beings. The inter internet, internet follower boss has almost nothing in common with Instagram follower boss. Right. Like, that's some, interesting. What goes viral on Instagram is not what goes viral on Twitter. Like it's completely different. Um, so that's just a side thought. Sure, the, sure. The, the, the other aspect to this is what kind of warms my heart. Again, going back to that piece of a, being a place where you can archive this thought and you can quote back source as a credible source um, right. and always have that in your tool belt when you're challenging like misinformation or disinformation. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's, again, at, at the end of the day, like one of our uh, big missions. Um, I see it in disputes every single day. Like I'll give Twitter as an example where someone will share a Boz article uh, in response to this long ass thread, like flame war between multiple parties. Uh, and it would be like, well, you should read this piece from, you know, Grajan Singh on how the RSS didn't support six during 84. Mm -hmm. And you're like plop. And I see that all the time mm -hmm. uh, with all like, a bunch of our articles. Uh, so if, if I have to like, tell you like one simple success that makes it all worth it it's that yeah uh, because our, our articles are getting shared around all the time regardless of when they were published um that help demystify or uh, silence disinformation uh and to me that's so incredibly powerful well onward to more successes thank you so much for joining uh this first episode of the boz podcast a great honor uh, just cut in yeah man thank you thank you, you. <laughs> i appreciate it Thank you so much to Just Cut and Sundu for joining us on this first episode of the Boz Podcast. But more importantly, thank you all of you uh, who listened. We're really grateful for your patronage and for your listening and checking out this show. Please make sure to like and subscribe the show on whatever platform you're listening to it. It helps us uh, get a boost in the algorithm. And be sure to share it as well. Uh, we want this to, to broaden the discourse that Boz has started uh, in our community. And we think the podcast will be a great place to do that. So please do share it around. We're going to get some more in-depth looks at uh, what some of our writers are writing about and go beyond the articles uh, to get some background on who they are and what influences their ideas and uh, get a little bit more in-depth into the ideas that they might be sharing in their writing. We want it to be uh, a great discourse, one that's casual and welcoming and inviting and accessible for anybody to understand. And we hope that you continue to join us for that journey. And uh, we look forward to the next one. We'll see you all soon. Bye-bye.